welcome to this episode of the Trainer Feed. On this episode, I am your host. My name is Angel Sanchez. Um, I would have David and Jock here right now, but unfortunately, due to some unforeseen circumstance, they will not be joining us today. And uh, it's not because I am the person who is, uh, or maybe I am. Maybe I'm the person who nobody wants to work with. Maybe that's what it is. I think that's a good story. But uh, the other part of the story is that there were some episodes where the audio was not being recorded. And so uh, while we figure that out, due to some technical difficulties, we will air this one instead. Um, But I feel like it's a good time to drop something where it's a little bit more in the timeline of what we're where we're at right now so um i think it's a good time if it were ever going to happen i think that now is a good time for it to happen so um let's get into the topics for today so one of the topics that i wanted to cover is you know it's the holiday season so wanted to say merry christmas happy hanukkah happy kwanzaa uh, happy holidays and we're about to go into the new year and every year people always talk about their New Year's resolutions or things that they want to get done. So it's a good time to talk about that. And then it's also a good time to kind of just uh, reflect on the past year. So I'll do both of those. And it'll be a little bit weird because it'll be like I'm talking to a wall or I'm bouncing ideas off of no one. But if, uh, yeah, if you're tuning in to hear Jacques' accent or uh, David's hilarious jokes, then you might want to wait till another episode because you're not going to get that today. Um, all right, so New Year's resolution. So every year, as a trainer, as a coach, as a person, like we all get impacted by New Year's resolutions. I think we're all aware of it. I think trainers and coaches in specific have a unique role to play when it comes to that just because we always feel like people tell us, you know, these are our resolutions, this is what I want to do. And so we have to, you know, understand that they're coming from a genuine place. Um, And then also, as we continue to work with a person, it almost makes it better because then we can notice patterns, we can notice habits, and we can kind of like pitch the ball back to them when they bring up uh, New Year's resolutions that may be achievable or may not be achievable based on what we've seen in the previous years. So it's important to kind of like take it with that, like everything the client says or everything that somebody says, it has to be genuine um, unless it's proven otherwise. And uh, you just try to focus on what they're saying, understanding what they're saying and helping them come to a revelation if it's possible about their resolution, whether it's achievable, whether it's attainable, um, whether you think that it might cost too much and really give them some things to think about in regards to you know the process of it. So for me, I can use a couple of examples that I have. Uh, there have been a couple of people that I've been working with for a while, and sometimes they have the same resolution. And it's not a bad one. It's just there is no good or bad when it comes to that stuff, by the way. Um, but it's not one where you think that the person will be able to achieve it just based on previous experiences. So let's say, for example, they want to lose, I don't know, 50 pounds by the end of next year. And so as opposed to just saying, okay, sounds good. 
you know, we'll, we'll do that and we'll just focus on it. Try to break it down. So try to break down that year. That way, not only for the coach, but for the client, it helps them put, put everything into perspective. And uh, you can also say, all right, generally speaking, around the holiday season, it's hard for you or it has been difficult for you to do X, Y, and Z. Um, how are we going to change what we've been doing to work towards your goal during that time period. So you're using the previous history in order to almost like simulate what the obstacle will be. And then you can project how you will be able to overcome that obstacle. And it has to be something that's tangible, right? Because if it's like, oh, well, you know, as opposed to going out to dinner with my friends and my family, I just won't do it. I'll just stay at home. It's like, will you really stay at home? And then what's that cost to you, right? So the cost could be, uh, it could be a social cost. It could be an emotional cost. And that might be too great, right? And um, then you really have to think about what that, why you want that goal and et cetera, et cetera. So it's good to kind of like plan it out, map it out, put up those hypotheticals and be able to see if those challenges can be met how you will be able to overcome those obstacles. And uh, yeah, just make sure that the person understands and you understand as a coach, this is what that person really wants and I need to be able to hold them accountable for it. Because the other trap that a lot of people go through and I've gone through it myself is that you know, you're almost too, I don't want to say passive, but you're you allow them to just do whatever they want and say, okay, yeah, you know, we're going to, I see what's going on. I see what's happening. You wanted to do this. That's okay. Right. Um, and I, I feel like I need to, and some other people probably are feeling the same way, just hold people a little bit more accountable and say, remember that on this day you said you wanted X, Y, and Z because of one, two, three. And uh, I think just peppering that in will help over the long term. So, you know, just a little bit of stuff there um, just to kind of help coaches go throughout, you know, go and navigate this area of the New Year's resolution. Now, another thing that I notice is that there are a ton of people. There's like a huge influx of people that come in for training that come in to um, you know rev things up and it can be a little bit overwhelming from a trainer's perspective so a couple of things that you know a couple of tips for some coaches is to kind of have an idea as to who you want to work with prior to jumping into the fire uh, how many people you can realistically take on um, and that's in your schedule and uh, not only just for your schedule sake, but for your personal life sake, for your emotional sake, for your psychological sake. Um, and realistically, like, how, how will some of these, because you'll, you'll get opportunities that I'm sure will be interesting or opportunities that will be like new waters. And uh, when you meet those opportunities, is it something that you have enough time to invest in in order to get those opportunities. So I'll, let's break that down a little bit. So one is like, for example, uh, you know, how many people you want to take on, right? So how many people you want to take on? It's, you know, there's always a sweet spot and maybe newer trainers might not be able to uh, 
know what that sweet spot is right now, and that's okay. The sweet spot traditionally is different for everybody, but for me, I can say that I have a sweet spot of probably about like maybe 20. It's like, yeah, like 20 to like 23 people is pretty good. I think that once I start to go over that, it becomes a little bit more challenging. So being able to quantify it and know what's going on and what do I mean by challenging? I mean challenging in the sense of, you know, you want to understand who you're talking to, what that person's background is, where that person comes from, you know, be able to really have that personal relationship and give your all to that person. Um, there will be hiccups along the way. Somebody will tweak their knee. Somebody will roll their ankle. Somebody will strain their back. And you want to be able to address each of those problems, um, you know, with as much of good intentions as possible and be able to really help that person navigate that water or navigate that space. Because for some per some people, it might be their first time. Other people's, uh, other people's, other, yeah, other people. Other people, it might be, I don't even have anybody to bounce this off of. Anyway, but someone else could say that, uh, someone might say that uh, it's something that happened to them more chronically, right? I think for the person who, is experiencing this sort of pain or this sort of uncomfortability for the first time, it's a little bit more challenging because you want to be able to uh, comfort them, go through all the stages with them, and empathize with them. I think for somebody who's experiencing something more chronic, they kind of know the game plan a little bit more. They know the, those waters a little bit. Um, but if you don't have that capacity and you're too backed up with like sessions or clients, then it becomes really uh, impersonal. That's what I've noticed in my experience. And I think it's very important to keep that personal part of personal training, you know, part of the equation. That's just for me. Um, and then looking at, uh, like, psychologically, like, how much can you take on? You know, it can be a little bit tricky because then you'll, you'll really be caught up on time. You'll really be stressed out. You'll try to run around, try to do too many things. And you'll miss sessions because you've overbooked. You'll skip sessions because you thought that you were supposed to be someplace else um, at that time. Um, and yeah, I think it just takes a little bit away from the experience. I think for me personally, like I want to be able to know the person. I want to know who's important in their life, whether it's their kids or their partners. I want to know them by name. If I can see them and meet them, definitely want that as well, um, even if it's their, their dog or cat. Um, so yeah, so that's one thing psychologically I really like because I felt so stressed out at one point where it's just so difficult to keep up. Like you're just not aware, you don't know what's going on and you're trying to meet as many expectations as possible and you're just running around like a chicken without a head. So I think it's important to kind of have that number, um, that sweet spot kind of laid out. Um, hang on, I need a sip of water just because this is, this is a lot. Just talking, talking, talking. also try to keep this episode pretty short just in case people hate it but if they like it on the good side then maybe we could do it more often who knows maybe we'll have like a jacques monologue david monologue alfie monologue yeah so anyway going back to the the point of the matter 
Um, who you want to work with is important as well. <clears throat> it's harder than I thought to actually just keep talking. So who you want to work with as well. Uh, it's important to know who you want to work with because you'll be met with different opportunities. And um, ideally, you know, if it's like weight loss that you want to do and you want to like coach and train, you do that. Building muscle, somebody who wants to build muscle or people who want to build muscle, you look into that. There'll be so many streams that are flooding in. And it's not to say like you need to specialize, but it's to say like if you know that there are things that you like and things you don't like, have that lined out. And if you work for a big box place, make sure to echo that up the chain to your, your managers and whatnot so they're able to um, filter who gets you know, access to your mailbox or phone numbers and whatnot. And um, it really does help because I know some people who don't really like to work with special populations as much. And um, like whether it be geriatrics or uh, prenatal, postnatal, things like that. And when they get those clients, they just feel drained. And that is something that I really try to be mindful of for myself. You know, understand that there are certain things that you don't necessarily like, and that's okay. Um, there's a person for that, right? There's somebody who's going to, you know, take that 16-year-old kid who wants to play basketball and, you know, train them like it's their, I don't know, like it's their brother or if it's their sister or if it's their, you know, son or daughter. And other people will get it and they'll just be like frustrated and upset and annoyed. Um, similarly, there'll be somebody who wants to be able to walk again. They just finished up surgery and they want to be able to walk. And, uh, you know, there's only so many, you know, hip flexor raises or leg raises, ASLR, that people can do before they feel like they're just going to fall asleep. Right. So our coaches can watch until they feel like they're going to fall asleep. So I think there's a person for every sort of goal. And um, I think gyms need to do a good job at hiring a diverse staff. That's one first and foremost. Um, so that way people just don't get sandbagged with a whole bunch of clients that they really don't want to train or with goals that they really don't want to um, train through. And then the other part is just understanding who your population is. And again, not to say that you need to specialize because you can have like a broad list of people that you want to work with um, and goals that you want to help them achieve. But I do think it's important to kind of know what your, you know, what your specialties are and then go from there. So, yeah, if it's even if it's boxing, if you want to do boxing or maybe this year you don't want to do as much boxing, it takes a lot on you, uh, it takes uh, a lot on your body. You can kind of like go around that and just shift gears. But always communicate that to the bosses if need be and or your clients, right? Like there are people that you may have worked with for a long time and now they want to start doing something different. And you're like, you know what? I think that we work really well together, but that goal is something that I've trained people through. And it's just something that I'm not comfortable doing anymore at this point in time because of X, Y, and Z. Um, but I understand this goal really means a lot to you. I'm going to refer you to two other people, three other people that can really help you get to where you want to be. Boom, just like that. So it's pretty uh, straightforward, straight to the point. And it's not like you don't want to work with that person. 
but you know that they'll get better value working with somebody else who specializes in that uh, that space and really likes to do that that type of work. So there's that. Um, and then also just like, yeah, so knowing who your, like if there are areas that you're, uh, like new opportunities that you're just like, holy smokes, this is so cool. I want to, I want to do this. I've always wanted to work with somebody like this. Like, let's say for example, um, I'm going to try to reference some of, uh, our previous episodes, but like, let's say Jacques, he said that, um, and this is not a quote, but like in our conversations, he had said something similar to the point of, I would like to work with tennis pros. Like, I know that that would be, for him, it would be unbelievable. I'm sure like any pro, to be honest, to be quite fair, like whether, because he's a sports guy, like if it's hockey, if it's tennis, if it's, uh, I'm just blanking because I just kept thinking basketball, which I know he does not want to do. but uh. Uh, football, American football, or uh, I already said soccer, so yeah. So soccer, tennis, um, or American football, um, like I think he would be all over that, right? Like if given the opportunity to train somebody. And then also like if even if it's rehab, right? So like let's say one of these athletes, God forbid, I mean, you know, it's going to happen anyway, but like somebody gets an injury and then they need to build back up, like giving him the opportunity to work with somebody like that, he would love that. So that's also something to recognize. Like if there's something that you really want to kind of like branch out to and it's like on the elite level, like knowing that that opportunity may come up and that would be something that you're very excited about, just doing the background stuff beforehand so that you're better able to serve that person when the time comes, if the time comes. So I think that that's also important to, you know, get the continuing ed that you need, um, get the clinical hours that you need to get those stuff, get those things in. And um, yeah, when the opportunity comes, because it will, uh, you'll be better able to uh, serve that person and train that person. Uh, yeah, so kind of keeping it short. I don't want to keep rambling on about New Year's resolutions. Um, I think for coaches just and trainers, just be mindful of your time and your energy because this is a time where people are really excited, really amped up, and you need to be able to match that. So make sure to you know get some good rest beforehand and then game plan, that's key. And then um, yeah, for people coming into the gym, you know, just make sure that your, your goals and your expectations are kind of in line um, or aligned. And yeah, just have at it. I mean, this is, this is gonna be a good, good time to get things done. I think that traditionally uh, people love setting New Year's goals. Um, right now, I'm probably more of the speed of like you set a goal when you set a goal and you just do it. I think like having it at January 1st or saying I'm going to do this starting December 31st or whatever is kind of silly. But I know for most people, they kind of work that way. Um, so, so yeah, just be mindful that the gym is going to be chaotic. Things are going to be all over the place. Some people are going to get hurt. Uh, there's always people doing box jumps on things that they shouldn't be doing box jumps on. Uh, people sprinting at speeds that they've never sprinted at before. Um, yeah, just, yeah, so many different things that you see in a gym. And we've, we've seen over 
the time of us being trainers at a gym, which is ridiculous. But uh, yeah, if you're going to start something new and it has to do with the gym, just be ready for that. Be ready for machines to be you know packed. Be ready for everything to be crazy and uh, navigate around that. So for even for people, I'll kind of put this as the last point. Like I know some people uh, who suffer from anxiety and they get really nervous around a large group of people and this is not the best time for them to go to the gym just because it's always going to be packed. And when it's always packed, then you're always going to feel like, oh my God, everybody's watching me. I can't do this exercise because I'm nervous because people are looking at me. I don't know if I'm doing it right. It's like, that's not a good environment. And maybe you want to lose weight. Maybe you want to gain muscle. Maybe you want to do all those things. But maybe the gym is not the best environment for that. So uh, it might be the best tool uh, to use. Um, but there are other tools, right? So start going out for walks if you want to like lose weight or start doing some calisthenics if you want to build muscle. Um, do those things in the park, do those things at home, just choose a different environment because a lot of people try to, or some people that I know, try to say, I need to go to the gym because this is something that I need to do to lose weight or gain muscle. And it's like, you don't really need that. And if anxiety is kind of being like a, a, a block to that or it's stopping you from doing that, then it just it's going to be a waste of your time and your money, right? So you might as well just, Go do something in a different environment. Wait until, you know, half uh, the midway to February. I think it's like after Valentine's Day or something like that when most of those people just drop off and then go reintroduce yourself, right? Because it's just going to be chaotic. I don't even want to go. Now I'm just thinking about it. I just started having all these flashbacks. It's like that meme where you see the dog and it's like helicopters in the background and it's just like it's traumatized. Um, but anywho, we'll wrap it up. I hope you enjoyed this monologue episode, this uh, special episode, if it ever gets to air. I'm sure it will. Um, thank you for listening to me ramble on. I have all Roan stuff on. Roan hoodie. Uh, you know, Roan uh, rain tee. I got some uh, versatility shorts. Make sure to use the code, the trainer feed, for 20% off at Roan. So those of you who didn't treat yourself to a holiday gift make sure to treat yourself to a holiday gift get some stuff from your own um and yeah we'll catch you in the next one peace